Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of the Believe in Lions podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V. I'm your host, as always, Jack Cavanaugh, and I am joined, as always, by the all-pro safety, the man who led the NFL in interceptions for the Detroit Lions. It's Glover Quinn. Yes, sir. What's up, man? Not too much. Just enjoying the fact that it was a peaceful weekend. I didn't have to stress after playing on Thursday. It was just nice to relax, enjoy some of the morning games, and then the afternoon games I kind of tuned out because it was a bunch of blowouts. Bet Online is your number one source for your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting in your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. <laughs> yeah man it's always nice especially when your team get the win on a thursday night because then you can really relax and it's the same for players right when you get a win on a thursday game and then you go into the weekend you can really relax and kick back when you lose as a fan you, you hate that your team lost over the weekend kind of takes you out the mood for football because it probably upset and then for players, it's kind of the same thing. You're, you're, you're like, heck, man, you got 10 days now before you got get a chance to play again. You're frustrated, whatever, because you lost. Really don't care that much. So it's good for everybody when you win. Um, like I said, you get to kind of stress-free watch football and, you know, whatever happens, happens because our team has already won. So it was a good day. It was, and we also got some good news before the weekend as well. Jamison Williams coming back two games early. He is unsuspended. The NFL has changed their gambling policies. So for Jamis Win or Jamison Williams, who bet on college football at an NFL hotel or the parking lot of an NFL hotel, that would now be a two-game suspension instead of a six-game suspension. So they let him off the hook two games early. But he ends up serving two extra games. And the trade-off there is now if you bet on your own team, you're suspended for two years. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. But, I mean, I don't think, I don't think, you know, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a big uh, gambler. I don't really gamble at all. I actually had did like a prop show with a guy last week and um, I wouldn't have done good because I would have picked Calvin really with the over. He definitely didn't get 65 yards. Uh, I picked like Brian Robinson. Like I didn't think he would score a touchdown against the Eagles. He scored a touchdown. So I was like, yeah, I probably would have went 50, 50 maybe. So I'm like, I don't know. I haven't got into it yet, but, I don't know how many players actually bet on their own games. You know, most of the time you bet on your college or, you know, maybe another game that you interested in. But to sit here, because, I mean, the NFL is hard, man. Guys work really hard. Like, I don't know guys that just bet. I mean, I'm sure they're betting to win. I mean, I mean, you, like you could see stuff, maybe people saying, hey, I know the game plan. They coming at me. I'm going to have a good matchup. Like, you know, say Stefan Diggs yesterday, right? Like, hey, man, they got a young corner. 
I'm gonna get, you know what? I think I'm gonna have a big day. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna bet some, just bet some money on me or what, if they got any bets with me or the Dolphins or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like take those bets because it's gonna be a good day for me. Maybe that stuff happens. I don't know, but I I just can't see people betting against themselves or this or that. And if you do, you deserve to probably be more than two years. Kick them out of the league. Like, we don't need any corruption in our professional sports. And, I mean, to be honest with you, you get sent out for two years, man. It's almost a career ender, man, just to be sitting around for two years. You can't play. Teams move on. They move on. And so I think it's a good trade off. You know what? You bet it on your own team. That's a harsh penalty. Harsh, harsh. Um, and then if you get caught betting on the premises, I guess for college games, now you're getting two games suspension. And when you get suspended, you don't get paid. So if you're a guy that's making, you know, a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars a game, those two games is four hundred grand. Just to bet ten dollars on a college game, not worth it. No, not worth it. But I am glad that Jamison Williams is coming back. This is going to be a big boost to the Detroit Lions offense. And at this point, it kind of looks like whatever he can offer is extra. They don't need him to be a wide receiver one. They might not even need him to be a wide receiver two. Sam Laporta's filled that chair pretty good. So you get Jamison Williams back, even if he just catches one deep ball for a touchdown, that just changes the whole game because now, okay, we have to respect his deep speed. Whereas if he gets deep a couple times, drops all of them, teams don't respect it as much. So Jamison Williams, the speed, all it takes is one or two plays and it just opens things up over the middle for Amon Ra, Sam Laporta, and I can't wait. Oh yeah, that's a that's a huge boost. I mean, just having somebody, because like I said last week, before he comes back, they haven't really had anybody outside of Khalif Raymond that you felt like would take you up top. Amon Ross St. Brown, I mean, he beat the guy on the double move, but that was all schemed up in the red zone. They're not running that play backed up on the 30-yard line. They knew what they were doing. They caught him, you know, in the red zone. That's perfect. They're not expecting Amon Ross St. Brown to run past guys and go for 80 yards. Um, you know, I don't think Reynolds is that guy. He's a bigger body, but he's not that type of guy. He's more of a possession guy as well. Sam Laporta, all those guys. And so adding a Jamison Williams gives you that threat to have that one play 75 yard touchdown. We haven't had really any of those all season. So when you add that possibility to it, it just opens up a level of more explosion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, you can look at the Chiefs offense, right? They don't have that guy that creates that explosion. Tyreek Hill. Uh, they don't have that. And so when you look at them, everything is trying to throw it to Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he's catching the ball, but he's getting 10 yards. It's a slow 12 yards. It's an eight yards. And then all of a sudden, Mahomes wants to make the big play. And he, you see he threw multiple interceptions last night. It just bows that because he don't you don't have those big plays anymore from those guys. And so the Lions getting Jamison gives them that opportunity to have some of those explosive plays. And that's just going to open it up more for Jameer Gibbs. It's going to open it up more for Amon Ross St. Brown, Sam Laporta. It's going to be big for everybody. And like you said, he just need to catch some. 
to where you feel like we can't leave him one-on-one with a corner. We got to commit a safety or somebody else to, to help, and then it just opens up for everybody else. And so the hope is then that teams start playing more two high safeties, more cover two shells, instead of being able to have one high, which then helps the run game, which means there's more less people inside. Do you think Jamison Williams can be that type of player? And are there many players that you face that had that same type of ability where you're terrified to go one high safety just because you know Deshaun Jackson could go for go yard at any point? Yeah, I think he definitely can have that. I mean, he's a first round talent, right? He's a first round talent. And and unlike last time when he was coming back, you know, last time he was coming off an ACL injury, right? This year he's coming off with a suspension. So he should be in shape you know healthy no questions asked ready to go it shouldn't be a hey let's bring him in slowly because of uh you know he's coming back from an injury right he was able to go through training camp so his body has you know he's taken some reps right um yeah he's been out for the last few weeks but if he's a pro i'm pretty sure he was getting some work in he should be ready to go. And I wouldn't be surprised if they already had some kind of inkling knowing, hey, they're talking about the new policy. It's a potential that you may not have to miss six games. You may only miss four. So I'm pretty sure once he got that news, he probably was working out even more just knowing, hey, I might I might not be out an extra two weeks. I might be able to come back next week if they vote on it and they change the rules, yada, yada, yada. So I'm pretty sure they knew all those things already you get inside information especially with the ones that it has an impact the regular person probably don't get that information from their agent if it's impacting a player like a jameson williams they're getting that information there's a possibility that this could happen you need to be ready right so i expect him to come in and be ready to go and he's going to be ready to go against the Carolina Panthers and hopefully get revenge from last year where they ruined my Christmas Eve, where they ran for almost 300 yards, where it was embarrassing. But this time, it's a completely different Carolina Panthers team. They're 0-4. They're one of the final two winless teams in the NFL alongside the Chicago Bears. And the offense doesn't... There's no identity on the offense. Bryce Young... Hasn't looked great so far. He didn't score an offensive touchdown this week. The entire offense didn't. The On the ground, they're averaging 2.6 yards per touch this past week. They didn't get anything going. It's just, what is this Carolina Panthers team? I don't know. And that's the thing that could scare me. Um, I mean, when you look at their their numbers, I mean, Chubba Hubbard was the the leading rusher, fourteen carries, forty one yards. That's that's not going to be great when you got a rookie quarterback, right? You need somebody that can take the pressure off of him. Um, I mean, Bryce Young, twenty five, thirty two, two hundred four yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, twenty five completions, two hundred yards. I mean, not a big average either. Just kind of. Small, short passes, screens, nothing real crazy. I mean, you look at the receivers. I mean, Adam Thielen's your leading guy, seven catches, 76 yards. But you just look at these guys, Terrence Marshall, like who is that? DJ Chark. The guys are going to be very familiar with him. He played there last year. Like, I mean, this is a game that 
we will continue to see how mature the lines are. This is a game that they clearly should win. Hands down. No questions asked. Shouldn't even be close. But you're also playing against a Carolina team that's 0-4. So this right here is the breaking point for those guys, right? You got through the first quarter, you're 0-4. Now, if you get to 0-5, 0-6, now you're on the brink of just a disaster season. So if those guys got any kind of chance of trying to salvage anything, it has to start this week, right? So that's going to be something that they're preaching. That's going to be something that they're harping on to try to come out and just some kind of way get a win against Detroit. Some kind of way. Bully them. But, I mean, looking at the guys, I don't think they got the guys to do that. So I would love to see Detroit go out and play a really clean game, not struggle and, and win in the end, not keep them close. And, and pull it out, but come out and play a clean, mature, high-caliber game and put these guys out quickly. Kind of like what we saw early against the Green Bay Packers without the third quarter where they put take the foot off the gas. Because really, when you look at the Carolina Panthers, there's just no way this offense, at the very least, can compete with the Detroit Lions defense or hang points with the Detroit Lions offense. 76 yards a game on the ground. That's not particularly great. And sometimes, okay, well, you know, it's a low yards per game on the ground because they're passing the ball. That's not happening either. Bryce Young is averaging less than 170 yards a game. Their only game where they had any offense at all was Andy Dalton against the Seattle Seahawks. We've seen firsthand how easy it can be to hang points on the Seahawks. So I I just don't know how this offense competes with the Detroit Lions. The defense, on the other hand, a little bit scarier, but at the same point, they're getting gashed on the ground. Right. I mean, you look at the numbers, Kirk Cousin didn't throw very much. And I, I don't know what Kirk Cousin was thinking on that interception. I mean, he only had 12 completions. But then you look at the run game, 17 for 90, 95 for Madison. Cam Akers first come over, he get five for 40. They rushed for 135 yards. So, I mean, I didn't even watch that game. But it just looking at the numbers just seemed like a boring, measly game that, you know, Minnesota won. Carolina had to pick six. I don't know what Kirk Cousin was thinking. You know, you can't throw the ball to the flat far corner that late in the down. I don't know what he was thinking. Um, but even the interception was just so slow. Like, I mean, I that game had no interest of, of to me. And yeah, I mean, I haven't even really seen highlights other than the, the the interception. I don't even know if Justin Jefferson had a catch. I mean, I didn't even I mean, what did he have? Justin Jefferson, six for 85, two touchdowns. I guess he had a decent day. You know what I'm saying? I expect the Lions to to, to win this one handedly. Um, it's not a lot going on in Carolina. It's just not good. They got they got a lot of stuff they got to do. I mean, when you look at, like I said, you got a young quarterback. You got to have pieces around him to take the pressure off of him, right? You got to have a good running game, somebody that he can hand the ball to. You got to have a good defense. You look at what the Texans are doing with C.J. Stroud, right? Hey, man, don't turn the ball over. They got Damian Pierce in the backfield. They got some good young wide receivers, so they're able to create some kind of plays. And then defensively, they're playing great defensively. You know, the secondary is playing great. The D-line, like, 
so that takes a lot of pressure off of your young quarterback, right? He don't have to do as much. When you look in Carolina, I mean, they're expecting Bryce Young to be the savior, and he literally has nobody around him, literally. And so it's just going to be tough for those guys. So I would expect them to move to 0-5 and the Lions to, to get a good win and get to 4-1. Yeah, 47 yards a game from your wide receiver one, Adam Thielen, when he plays with Bryce Young. He, the average is boosted by that Andy Dalton game, but th- that's expected. Detroit Lions fans know Adam Thielen at this point. We faced him twice last year, and he had 60 yards in both of the games, and he scored in both of them, but it didn't feel like it was impactful. You know what I mean? Yeah, and like, I mean, they don't fear Adam Thielen anymore. I mean, honestly, he had a good couple years. Well, he was pretty solid in, in Minnesota, but they don't fear Adam Thielen like that. And he's another guy that he's not trying to take you up top. He's just possession, you know, this, that. He might have six catches for 55 yards, right? But like you said, it's not very impactful. So you give him that. Here you go, bud. Six catches, 65 yards. Have a nice day. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. All right, sure, go ahead. Even there were a couple times last year where the Lions gave up over a hundred yards to the slot receiver, and it's like, okay, but you scored ten points. You know, it's it's the it's the bend but don't break defense, and the slot just happens to get open because you're dumping it down when people are playing prevent. Right. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, I'm more interested in the Lions playing a great game coming off of a ten day break because. You know, and and although Seattle was a better opponent, right? We've seen them have a great game on national TV, have a 10-day break, and then not show up ready to go the next week at home, right? So we're in the same situation. 10-day break, a national TV game, show well, 10-day break, show up for a home game. I want to see them come out with more energy, ready to go, and just completely dominate this game like they're supposed to is there anything you can do to try and account for that in practice or as a coaching staff or do you think this is just a maturity moment where it's like hey you know what happened last time it's time to grow up and be prepared right well as as a coach as players you're looking for the execution in practice you really want to see the focus the execution the attention to detail in practice right sometimes when you're riding a high horse and you're feeling good you know when guys don't execute at a high level you kind of can talk yourself out of it, justify it, say, hey, we 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 know we got to do this. You know, we didn't do it today, but we know what we can do when we do it, all these different things, right? In this situation, you can't let those things slide in practice, right? When you see the, the focus needs to be there, the attention to details, mental errors can't be happening. False start penalties and practices can't be happening. Defense jumping off sides on hard counts can't be happening. Things like that. P- players dropping punts in practice can't be happening because those little things lead to things happening in the game. And next thing you know, you muffle punt, they recover it, they get the ball on the 10, they score. You get a pick six, they score. Or a fumble recovery, they score, right? You start shooting yourself in the foot, and now you've given up 14, 17 points. And, yeah, you may still win the game 35 to 17, but it just don't feel good. Don't feel good because you didn't play good. You just beat a team far inferior, right? You should have beat those guys 35-0, and that's what pulling Jared Goff out midway in the third quarter, right? But 
turnovers, mistakes, not being focused, pass interferences. They do take a deep shot. You give up a pass interference. Now they get the ball on the 20, and you just let them hang around. You don't want that. So it'll start with the attention to detail in practice, the weight room, the focus in the meeting room, the feeling around the building that we're locked in on us and we're not so much worrying about that we're playing the Carolina Panthers. It's more so our execution and our standards. Yeah, because great teams beat up on bad teams. You don't let a bad team hang around. You don't let that hope creep in at all. And I don't think the Green Bay Packers are necessarily a bad team. I don't think they're a really good team, but them creeping back in, I don't want to see it, but I understand with the Carolina Panthers, you need to be clean across the board. You need to no turnovers, turnovers on offense. Special teams have to be good. Defense has to be clicking. It just, it all has to work. If you want to be the team you say you are, it started last week. You had to beat the Green Bay Packers. Now, if you are, a real deal team. If you're a playoff contender, if you're hunting for a Super Bowl, you have to be clean and beat up on these bad teams. Got to 100%. So that's what I'm looking for, Lions. There's not a lot to talk about. This is a game that you guys should win handily. Go get the job done. Love to hear it. Any score predictions here or? You know, my score prediction, I was I was darn near head on last week with so uh, close i mean jesus christ score i caught i think i called 34 to 17 clearly on the head 34 17 and it's 34 to 17 and you go from 17 points down to 14 by kicking a field goal what are we doing guys go for the touchdown and see come on man because you know things like that happen right coaches get a bad rap for being up Right, being up pretty good, and then it's fourth down, and you're on like the ten yard line, or you're on the three yard line, whatever. And instead of kicking the field goal, you go for it. Right, a lot of teams say, I mean, a lot of people feel like that coach is trying to run the score up. Right, when in all actuality, they're really not. Right, yeah, you can kneel on the ball. But at the end of the day, if I kick a field goal, the chances of you blocking that field goal is slim, right? So now I'm I'm actually really trying to add points, right? I'm really trying to get three points. By me going forward, that gives you an opportunity to stop us. And then we don't score. But if I kick a field goal, we're going to score, right? So in that situation, on the other hand, you're down 17. Kicking a field goal is just basically saying, Hey, man, you're just trying to add some points to make it not look as bad. Or maybe you know the, the gambling spreads and you know what? We need to get a few more points so that whatever. I don't freaking know. But a field goal in that situation does not help you. You might as well go for it and try to get a touchdown, man. And if you don't get it, you just lose 34-17. Like, losing 34-20 does not make your performance any better. <laughs> yeah, it does <laughs> I remember you texted me too when they went up, when they ruined your score prediction. And it's like, yep, yeah, you got it. When anytime you can go from down 17 to down 14, you got to do it, I guess. It's, I think the Packers just wanted that game to be over. I think Matt LaFleur, based on his reaction after the game, he was over it. And I mean, if the score, if it would have been a 10 point lead, 
I would have been like, that's understandable because you know you got to get two scores. Hey, let's go and get the field goal, and then we'll go for an onside kick and try to get the, the ball back and see if we can get a touchdown. You're down three scores. Three scores. The field goal, I mean, you're going to have to – so now you got to get the onside kick, get a touchdown, get another – and get. come on, man. Come on, man. Go on and see if you can get a touchdown. If we can't get a touchdown, wrap it up. You haven't you hadn't done it all game. You ain't going to do it in the last two minutes. Jeez, messing up my score prediction. But for this game, I will say the Panthers, Bryce Young, Chubba Hubbard, 13 points last week against a Vikings team. Uh, I'm going to give the Panthers 10 just because it's the NFL and anything can happen. So I'm really going to bet on the lines to have a dominant performance. I'm going to go 42 to 10. Let's For, go. 41, 42 to 10, somewhere in there. Over 40 points, though, for the Detroit Lions for the first time this season would be absolutely massive. Beating up on the Carolina Panthers, blowing them out by over 30 points. Love to hear it. Love to see it. Send the Panthers to 0-5 alongside the Chicago Bears. Which team looks worse right now, the Panthers or the Bears? <laughs> I would probably have to say the Panthers because they haven't shown any signs of winning. At least the Bears were winning yesterday. Then they fumbled it to Denver, who was how do you how are you winning 28 to 7 against a Denver team that just got thumped 70? to 20 and then you end up losing to those guys jeez and now it's just like neither one of those teams are good right denver is probably like denver's in a bad situation as well because all these teams are in bad situations with the quarterback right chicago drafted justin fields first round yeah, they could trade him or relieve whatever. They end up with the number one overall pick. Do that? Do they take Caleb Williams? Right? You you kind of have to, but they don't. I mean, so now you got to get rid of Justin Fields. Same thing. Carolina, you just drafted Bryce Young. You're not drafting Caleb Williams. Denver, you need Caleb Williams, but you're on this crazy contract situation with Russ. Like, they're the three worst teams in football. <laughs> Oh, man. Just as long as we beat the Bears, because I'd be cracking a lot of jokes with one of the comedians online. That's a big and so we definitely got to beat. But let's beat the Panthers, and then we'll worry about those guys. Start out beating the Panthers. Then we go ahead, and we go and beat the Buccaneers. Then we beat the Ravens. And then I think it's the bye before we face Chicago. Bears yeah. are down the road, but they're still yeah. going to be bad then, too. Yeah. Justin Fields, I feel bad for those guys, man, but... Oh, well, it's a tough situation, but if it's in the division, it's in the division. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. Right. Any, any other thoughts about the NFL in general this past week, NFC North, NFC, NFL in general here? Um, You know what? The Lions played on Thursday night and they won. And so I had a busy weekend with my kids and sports. So I didn't watch as much or as in 
intently as I generally watch. Um, but I will say Zach Will Zach Wilson and the Jets put up a valiant effort last night against the uh, Chiefs. I saw that Zach Wilson is the only quarterback in the history of Patrick Mahomes' collegiate and NFL career to outperform him in a game. That's kudos to Zach Wilson, um, but the Jets got to figure out a way to get wins, right? I think the 49ers um, are still one just a top team. Dallas Cowboys put it on the Patriots. They bounced back and showed that they are a good team. And um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, I don't know what they, those guys are doing. The Texans, I knew it was going to be jumping in there because it was homecoming, ring of honor for J.J. Watt, big-time day, but the, the Steelers are just not um, a good team. They're not what you would expect from the Steelers, and so they are struggling. But uh, the Bengals, I, I just don't know. I just don't know. I just don't know. I knew Tennessee would try to go and get back to the game and and try to find their identity in that. And they done that yesterday. Derrick Henry over 100 yards opens up things for DeAndre Hopkins and other guys. And so, you know, it's not a lot of surprises yesterday that I saw in the in the, in the league. I haven't seen all the highlights or all those things, but for the most part, it looked like a pretty normal day. You got your good teams, you got your bad teams, and you got your teams that are fighting in the middle already after four weeks. It really separates itself quickly, and thankfully the Lions look to be one of those good teams. Hopefully have another good performance against the Carolina Panthers this weekend with another victory. Head to 4-1 and one before they head down to Tampa Bay, face the Buccaneers. But before we get to all of that, we will see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.